It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be, and welcome to an extra interview of Final Cut. Today, I'm joined by a man, although young, has already starred alongside the likes of Heather Graham, Aaron Eckhart, the timeless beauty that's known as Catherine Winnick, and Tommy Lee Jones. So, not really a bad cast list for your first movie, if I do say so myself. So, ladies and gentlemen, allow me to present the uh, very lucky man who actually has done that, Roger Dorman. Hello, Dean. How are you? How about, sir? How are you? Doing fantastic on this beautiful day. It has actually been a lovely day in England as well, so I can't really complain about that. Oh, Ivan, <laughs> sir, inevitably, how did you get started out? Uh, that's an interesting question. I actually went to dinner with a gentleman, and uh, he asked me to be in a movie. It's exactly how it happened. Easy enough, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He looks across the table at me. We're, we're shareholders and on the board of directors for a gold mining company here in the United States, and uh, he looked across and was like, hey, I've got a part in a movie for you. I want you to be a luxury yacht captain for me, and that's how it all started. <laughs> And then you just managed to basically gone skyward from there. Yeah, yeah, that, that movie ended up never being produced or put on the shelf for a little while due to some other issues internally. And they, the first movie I got put into was with Tommy Lee Jones, Aaron Eckhart, Catherine Winnick, and the like. So, yeah, it started out right, uh, a bang, like a bang right away. Did you actually just a question about uh, that movie? Actually, did you have you actually got a, a, a dream list of who you'd actually like to start with? That's a that's a great question because every one of these guys, it's 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 intimidating. I got I got to admit. I mean, it's it's not an easy thing to go on set with these big stars. Uh, I spend a lot of time preparing for these roles, and so the, the only thing that keeps me from I guess really dropping the ball on that is by coming in prepared, but guys like Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, I mean, you're, you're talking about the, the all-time greats, right? I, I would love an opportunity to act with uh, some actors like that to see how they go about their day and what, the, what they do to prepare and how they act on set and everything. Everybody has their own unique processes and the way they are on set and it's each each one is a new experience for sure. Now you actually do have a new project out. I believe it's called uh, Cavern, and it stars Terran Manning, who has been in Sons of Anarchy, Hawaii Five-O, and Orange Is the New Black. So, what what is Karen about, and uh, who do you play in it? Karen is is about. I, I don't. I'm not sure how much Europe follows the word Karen, but. Here in the United States, the, the term has turned into an adjective describing typically a white woman that's a little bit anal, who's all about being up in everybody else's business. She can't help herself. She needs to speak her mind about things. Is typically really 
detail oriented and is the type that will go at any lengths to get her will and her wish yeah. on anything. So in the terms of this movie, it is taking that kind of a woman in a white suburban neighborhood where an African-American couple moves in next door and she just goes crazy from there. She schemes uh, and tries to figure out ways to get them to move back out because she feels like her neighborhood is being infested by minorities that she's not happy with or comfortable with. And my role in, the, in this movie is I am her brother and, and I'm also a cop that, uh, similar to her, I'm very racist, and I tend to take the law into my own hands and think I'm above the law because I happen to be part of a fraternal order of, of policemen that have their own secret society that I call the Brotherhood, mm-hmm. and I think I can just get away with anything, so between her antics and craziness and my my efforts for her to protect my little sister yeah police brutality tends to come into the equation and things get crazy from there but it does um how hard was it to film given what the movie is actually about it was brutal it took me four months in preparation i spent hundreds of hours through skype calls with my acting coach doing everything i could to build myself up to that level now I don't have any experience with racism at all I'm very conservative I raised in a small town in Nevada and I I don't have that experience like I was probably raised in a bubble and to go through that what we had to do is we had to find experiences of my life that made me angry that made me threatened that made me feel fearful and scared and whatever else. And I used those situations and tied them to my lines and scenes so that I would have the authentic emotions behind my actions and words that I was using in the script so that it would match it emotionally, even though that's not how I was feeling inside. Uh Must've been pretty hard. Were you quite um, apologetic as soon as it, as soon as the cuts were shouted? Did you ever, did you ever go like, I'm so sorry for what I said. I know I'm acting, but I still feel guilty about it. (laughs) Yeah, and there were many times where I had a difficulty actually getting there on set. I'm surrounded um, by all kinds of people of color on set, including my co-stars. And quite honestly, I actually had to ask permission prior or during takes, like, can I say this? Can I go there? Can I say the N-word? things like that. And, you know, I, I, I didn't know, I didn't know how far to take it because I didn't want to offend anybody yeah. on set. And we, we went through that and, and, you know, Corey Hardrick was fantastic. He's, he's the lead um, um, male actor in the, or in the show, mm-hmm. the African-American actor. And he, he, in between takes, we were walking towards the house to take a break and he, and I, we had a heart to heart. And prior to that, we had kind of kept our distance because we wanted to create that tension on screen. And so we didn't really get to know each other too well at that point. Uh But after that moment where we just kind of talked through the scene and he told me things that I should say or how far I could go with things. Yeah. Things he could see that I was struggling. He could see that it wasn't easy for me. And I think his heart knew that I wasn't that kind of a person. Yeah. And in that moment, that's where things changed 
and it became a really supportive situation and it freed me up to go places that I wasn't allowing myself prior to that. That would be quite hard. That is actually um, a very good um, idea because I don't know if you know this or not, but you know, for the uh, first part of it, that's actually what we did with uh, Bill Skarsgård's uh, Pennywise the Clown. Whenever they, he was on set, he would stay away from the kids just so basically they never saw him so they didn't know what to expect. Because obviously if you're too familiar around someone, it can kind of uh, eliminate the case of, right, I've never seen this person before. So I know what it's not going to be as tense as say if we didn't meet. So that's actually a nice, that's actually a nice way to do it. <laughs> it is a really nice way to do sure. it. Um, oh yes, didn't Ben Crump, who's also a civil rights attorney, serve as co-executive producer on this movie as well? Yeah, to, towards the end of the shoot, I think it was the second to last night, he actually came in to film his part. I didn't have any scenes with him because he comes in at the very end yeah. and, and gives a monologue. And, but uh, I, the, the film actually arranged to have me picked up. It was late in the evening from my hotel. We drove 45 minutes to set. And uh, Ben was generous enough to come out of his trailer in between takes and visit with me for a while. We, we had a photo op together and so on. And it was very pleasant. He's a very good man, I could tell. I could feel his heart, genuine, passionate about what he does and very, very gracious with me for the time that I, I was able to spend with him. I guess that kind of answers the next question. Um, obviously the inevitable question of uh, having a robot makes you a bit uncomfortable. Was there any scenes in particular that made you feel uncomfortable? <laughs> Most you don't of have them. to go into basics. Just say, uh, say there was like two or three. Yeah, it, it, there's one where I'm I'm arresting uh, Malik, and it, I pull him out of his car. We get into it pretty heavy. It's raining outside for real, uh -huh. and I didn't know him at all. This this is our first scene together that they throw us at each other, and it gets pretty physical. It gets. I mean, we're getting after each other. He's, he's, his wrist is hurting from the handcuffs I'm putting on him. I mean, mm -hmm. there's a lot going on in between takes as well as on takes. And yeah. he's going off. He's, he's going off script, calling me every name in the book. And I'm thinking to myself, am I supposed to, in turn, go at him yeah. and be just as, as brutally racist and so on? And you know, my, my mind's spinning. And the only way that I knew how to make it work for me or for my character was to be more physical mm -hmm. and to be more aggressive in that way. And, and by doing that, that, that actually turned in my words that were pretty, pretty set on the script itself into more meaning and it comes across that way. So that was one that I actually was released by being more physical, but getting to that place took a lot. Um, that's certainly one of them. Uh, there were a couple of other pretty powerful scenes, one where I'm arresting him in, or in his own home. Uh, and there's quite the altercation that happens there as well. That that what I told you about where in between takes, he and I had a, a heart to heart oh, yeah. about how far I could take things. So, yeah. Mm. Um, all right. <laughs> so for everybody listening who hasn't seen it yet, but it is out now, I'm, I'm assuming it's out now. Yeah, it's out, it's out now in most streaming, major streaming services, certainly Amazon Prime, Apple TV and the like. 
And uh, I have Amazon Prime I, I, and uh, Apple I, TV. Yeah, it's out there. So I'll go and have a look. All right, then. So for anybody who is interested, who likes this sort of movie, sell it, sell it in 30 seconds to everyone. This is a movie that's not your typical entertainment movie. It deals with real life, real issues. It involves serious racial issues and a narrative that is very impactful today. And so if you want to see a movie that gets you going one way or the other, whether you like it or not, you'll be able to take, be able to check yourself, see how you feel about things and double check yourself and learn about yourself and where you stand on things because this movie sometimes hits the nail on the head a little too firmly at times mm -hmm. and is pretty direct about things, but it definitely puts you in a position to learn and grow and hopefully start a dialogue that will bring us to creating a better scenario for everybody in the world. What more could I ask for? That's a, that's a hell of a sell, sir. Um, just quickly, um, you actually are the executive producer of a movie called Breach, aren't you? Yes, I am. Yeah. All right. Just want to talk a bit about it because I haven't actually seen the trailer for it and it does actually look quite good. It's actually got Bruce Willis, uh, Rachel Nichols and Thomas Jane in it. Um, I am interested in it. So can you just tell me the basics of it? Sure. It's a, it's a sci-fi movie where the world has been poisoned and basically destroyed and, and people are trying to escape to um, move to another world. And only so many people are allowed on the ship. And Bruce Willis happens to be somebody who's an experienced space cadet, for lack of a better word. And he's over a group of people that in this tin can over time, it's discovered that these aliens are infesting the ship and as a result it becomes a harrowing fight for your life as they are moving to a, a new world that will be able to uh, accommodate humans living on it yeah. and it it's a typical Bruce Willis run gun shoot him up mixed with some of his humor and his charisma in between so it's a it's a entertaining show for sure all right, then. Um, it sounds like a mixture of Alien and Die Hard. Is that about as accurate a statement as, you, as it can physically be? Yeah, well, everything has a little bit of Die Hard on it when Bruce Willis is involved, yeah. right? So, <laughs> But yeah, it, it, it taps into definite aliens and uh, they call Inklings and, that, and I'll, I'll let you see the movie to see what they're all about. But yeah. they're, they're not a type of alien that can be reasoned with. And so it's, it's live or die in that situation. Mm. I'm going to say, so it's literally like a Terminator. It can't be bargained with, it can't be reasoned with. It does not feel pity or remorse, and it will not stop until you are dead. Pretty much. Exactly. What you're saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, then. Um, how, does yeah, it feel to have your, sorry, how does it feel to have your name attached to a movie featuring John McClane and uh, the second movie Punisher after Dolph Lundgren? Because Thomas Jane did actually play the Punisher 17 years ago. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's incredible to be tied with, with any of these actors. Mm -hmm. It's amazing to meet them and realize that they're just normal people like you and me. And most of them are incredibly gracious. Some are a little bit more reserved than others. Yeah. 
you know, I've had incredible experiences with some of them that have been very helpful, willing to give me their phone number and talk about anything or collaborate on scenes prior to movie ever starting and so on. And you, you just kind of end up being part of this private little club that you can't help, but because of what you're going through emotionally, you can't help but become friends. Yeah. And, and that's kind of how it all works. And I, I think that's why you see in a lot of movies, actors and actresses end up being in a lot of the same movies together or two or three, at least. That's because you, when you, when you get to know each other and you trust one another on set, you want to be able to work with that person again. And there's, there's a natural mutual admiration that happens and grows as you're working together through some of the difficult scenes. Hmm. It's actually true because uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper have made about three movies together. Chris Nolan's worked with Tom Hardy about three times. He's worked with Marion Cotillard about three times. Ed Michael Caine's been in every single one of his movies. So there is definitely some merit to that, sir. Yep. Absolutely some merit to it. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not only scratching your back, hey, I've got work, I'll give, get you work. It has nothing to do with it. It has more to do with a genuine respect and admiration for two people that have a natural chemistry with each other on and off the screen where they can they enjoy working together. Yeah. All right, Vincent. I am officially sold on this movie because I am a sucker for science fiction. I'm a sucker for horror, which basically mold the two, and I am basically a sucker, literally the biggest sucker for. But for those who should, who want to watch it, um, why should they watch it? It's entertaining. It's funny. It's there's some suspense involved. There's a very surprising end. And I mean, you got Bruce Willis in a smile. What else do you need? What more do you need, <laughs> sir? Um, all right. Obviously, I know Breach is out now because I think it's been out since last year, I believe. I think yeah, it's it, it released, I believe, December 18th of 2020. I believe. Yeah, 2020. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming it's uh, on streaming platforms as well for anybody who wants to watch it, and myself included, because I do actually want to watch it. Yep. Yep, there we have it. Yeah, but I've seen it in Redbox as well, so yeah. That's another one. Um, just before we finish, uh, have you got anything coming up that we haven't talked about that you'd like to talk about, or anything you'd like to personally promote, regardless of what it is? Yeah, I, I, I'm cast in four other movies right now that are all going to be shot in 2022. Uh, maybe towards the end of this year, maybe one of them will be. But uh, two that I can specifically name, there's one called Armistice that's going to be a pretty incredible one that is, uh, I don't know how much I can say about it. It involves aliens, but le uh, legitimate uh, life stories and historical documentation of aliens so i'll leave that at that armistice I'm and then the other one is a is a a russian spy thriller called bird's eye Ooh. and that one already has some named actors tied to it but I, I can't say their names at this point but that one will be very it'll be action-packed and touching at the same time that i think a lot of people will enjoy I would liken it to something like, uh, was it Red Sparrow with Jennifer Lawrence? It is that, yes. It is that very much. Yes, yeah, so something similar, but a very different story, but uh, along the lines of that kind of a movie. So, 
Well, you've you've already described two, and I'm already sold on both of them, sir. So. <laughs> you must have known that because the minute yeah, you yeah. said minute you said science fiction and alien, I was immediately I was immediately like, right, show, <laughs> take my money, just show me where it is. Yeah. Right then. Um, is there anything else on either of those, or is that it? Well, there's a few, but I just can't talk about them yeah. yet, but you'll hear about them soon enough. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough, then. Um, just very briefly, um, have you got any social media where people can follow you if they're interested? Bearing in mind, I have Instagram in front of me, ready and rating. Sure. Uh, my Instagram is at roger.dorman. Yep. I uh, actually you have can also You can find me. In... What's that? I was going to say, I've actually got it here. It says, Roger Dorman, artist, actor, producer, Wanda Breach, which we've just been talking about. Cheer for your life. And yep. Karen, more to come. And you yep. are now followed by Final Cut Official on uh, Instagram. <laughs> Very good. You can also find me on IMDb as well. And what, uh, what official roles that are announced and things that I'm involved in both on the producing side as well as the acting side for sure. That's fair enough then. And uh, on that, ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, it's time to end the interview, unfortunately. Roger, you've been absolutely lovely. I've enjoyed this time that we've had and I hope to see you again in the future. Thank you very much, Dean, for having me. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, Roger Dorman. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.